Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, Husker fans. This is the Pick 6 podcast. It's a, a two-man weave today. Sam McEwen is out on some well-deserved vacation for a few days. So it's, uh, as Sam would say, the heavy hitter, Tom Chattel and and me, Evan Bland, uh, hanging out. This is uh, it's sort of a kind of an in-between time in the sports calendar, Tom. I mean, this is about as quiet as football gets all year. You're still a month away from spring ball. It's a dead a period for recruiting. We're not quite to the money stretch here for college basketball it's it's early in the baseball season so like it's kind of an interesting spot that we're in we'll touch on all of those different things here uh today but uh tom you're still kind of basking in the glow of some college base, uh, basketball greatness from last night yeah yeah uh what a short night uh what a great night uh it was not quiet at the uh the chi health center last night evan it was um you know <clears throat> There, there, there was a lot of buzz coming in um, into that Creighton uh, UConn game, and you know U- UConn was number one, and um, Creighton had never beaten the number one, and uh, it was a great atmosphere from a half hour before the game started to the very end when everybody stormed the court. Um, too many loud noises to count. Too many, too many incredible three pointers and just great defensive plays and. Um, you know, there's just something about a great college basketball game. You just can't match it. Uh, Nebraska's had a, a couple of those um, this year as well. So, um, you know, I've 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 seen four court stormings. Uh, I, I I stand by. I don't think they should have stormed the court when they beat Wisconsin. You don't storm the court when they beat Wisconsin. But I think the you know Nebraska Purdue. Uh, you know, Nebraska women, Iowa, and last night were, were, were three special games. You're lucky in a lifetime if you get one of those, and we had three this year. So it's it's been a great winter. Uh, things are just heating up. Nebraska has, has to win the night in Indiana. Um, you know, do they, they have to win? They have another couple more chances, but I think that the mentality has to be they have to win the night. Uh, and just and just and I get it over with once and for all. Um, but yeah, it's um, I, I enjoyed all your your baseball stuff last week. Um, kind of got me fired up. I think it's good to start out of the gate with those kind of opponents. Um, gets everybody's juices flowing. I, I I felt good about about Nebraska baseball, even though they they they, they lost a couple of heartbreaks, but um, I felt good about them. Mm. Yeah, and and we'll we'll uh, hit baseball a little bit here at the end. I agree. I thought though they went one and two. There were a lot of really positive signs uh, that we can get into. We'll we'll get a little bit more into basketball too. Well, I think off the top, Tom. I mean, you got a chance to sit down with Matt Rule last week, 
had some really good columns out of that or a lot of interesting perspective from him. And I, I'm always fascinated in this time of year because externally, like I said, it's as quiet as it gets. Like players aren't doing interviews. We hear a little bit from rule. It's a yeah. quiet time for recruiting. So like, what was your sense of, I don't know, the urgency level uh, with what's going on internally? And is it any different than other years uh, or, or just kind of, what did you make of your, your time with Matt rule? Yeah, it was a, you know, I, I, I try to do that every off season and um, I've been doing that for a long time. Been talking to a lot of coaches. Um, it's, it's hard to, to really gauge. Um, you know, the funny thing about rule is he's, he uh, spoke uh, for signing date in uh, uh, late December. He spoke a couple of weeks ago on, on the last signing day. I don't feel like there was a lot to ask him, but I came loaded with a, a, a with a lot of questions, um, sort of a, a, lot, a lot of big picture stuff. This is a good time of year to get coaches um, about the stuff like the playoff and um overall team urgency and, and just how do you feel about this uh, NIL and this portal. And um, I remember years ago, uh, probably like in the seventies or eighties, um, the NCA used to host a thing in Kansas city called the, uh, the college football preview. And it was always, it was always after signing day. And it, it was, it was always on February and they invited one coach from every conference um and they they flew them into Kansas City and, and they flew in certain media people from around the country and you sit around a hotel um in downtown Kansas City and um you, you basically just kind of interview these coaches for a couple of days you, you you have dinner with them and drinks it was a totally different era but I remember going to a couple of those and we used to talk to these guys about all the stuff that was happening in the sport. So I like this time of year is kind of when you do that. Um, and, I've, you know, you know, Rule has been out there so much, I didn't really know what to ask, but I did all that. And then I started sitting in his office, and I and I'm, I'm get there, and his, you know, I, 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 Keith Manns um, takes me down to the football office. We walk in, and there's these two um, – Two girls that are just so much fun, and so you know, they're just running around crazy selling Girl Scout cookies. I'm just loving the whole thing, mm -hmm. and you know, the whole vibe in that football office is kind of like family. It's just like a house, you know. Everybody's kind of everybody knows everybody, and but they're you know they're on the, uh, the staff is obviously well connected, but um, I go into his office, and I got all my questions. I start looking around his office because I love coaches' offices. I've always felt like you can learn a lot about a coach by what he does in his office. Mm -hmm. And um, um, except for one time, um, this is, goes back a ways. Roy Williams, uh, his first year at, uh, at KU, he he replaced Larry Brown, uh, KU basketball coach. I went in to interview him, and he didn't have any. You know, this is a guy who knows Michael Jordan. And plays golf and does all this stuff. And, you know, Dean Smith, he didn't have any photos from North Carolina or his family or anything in there. It was just all KU basketball history. And I asked Roy, I said, I said, well, where's your photos of you and Michael and all this stuff? And he goes, 
He goes, this is not my office. This is the office of the KU basketball coach. So it it, it will be treated as such. And uh, I thought that was interesting. Hmm. I told Rule that story. He 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 kind of enjoyed that. Um, but Rule's got all. It's like a it's like a a football coach's clubhouse. But it's got it's 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 like a man cave for a football coach. He's got you know odds and ends and helmets and footballs and 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 posters and and um, he's got a bowling ball. He's got like a, a six pack of Husker Coke, and he's got all this stuff. It, it kind of reminded me of me. I mean, if you look around my office here, <laughs> I've got all kind of junk, and I, I just keep it. And it just, it just, it's just stuff I like. I don't need it. It's just stuff I like to have. And then that's kind of what he did. And um, I really appreciated that. So in, in midstream, I said, you know what? I'm going to write about the office. I don't, I don't know how that came to me. I just decided, you know what? I'll ask him about NIL and Portal. But I think people are kind of tired of that stuff. I'll ask about him anyway and, and play off. I thought that, that that his take on the scheduling I thought was 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 pretty interesting. But we start talking about the um the office and, and all the stuff. And I said, What's that? What's that? I started pointing up there and he started telling stories. And um then I said, All right, you know, Scott Frost yelled at us for asking about his family or something. And and you know we 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 never asked Bo Pelini about anything. We, no, we've never talked. You know, Mike Riley would occasionally talk about maybe his wife or something, but you know, we've never really talked. You know, like I did, I didn't know Bill Callahan. I knew he was married, but I didn't know what kind of family he had. We never talked about that stuff. But Matt Rowe talks about it all the time. So I just I felt like I had an open door to just okay. Hey Matt, how, how, how how's your family doing? Threw it out there. He went crazy. It was great. He started talking about everything, where they live, what they do, where he hangs out, concerts, restaurants, bars. Uh, the fact that he goes to Buck's Bar and Grill. I don't know if anybody, I'm sure people out there in podcast land know where Buck's Bar and Have you ever been there, Evan? I'd like to go now, but no. You got to go. go to Buck's Bar and Grill. I, originally, I thought it was in Newtown. It's a it's a little, uh, I guess a village called Venice. Um, it's off of um, if you take Center Street out of Omaha, and and you go toward Oahu, it's right on the way to Oahu. Okay, I'm not sure if, if that's if that's 92 Highway 92, but it's just a it's a honky tonk with great food, and mm-hmm. they, they they have they have live music all the time. They have a, a karaoke. Now I've been there a few times. Um, it's not that far away from where I live, but um, anyway, this is the most Nebraska thing you've ever seen in your life. And it's, um, you, know, you walk in, it's got you know, Jack Daniels signs everywhere and country music stuff. And and um, the head coach in Nebraska likes to hang out there. I'm just, there's nothing more Nebraska than that. I mean, this guy from New York City, Penn State, he, he's a Nebraska guy. He's It's, it's great. So, um I really appreciated that. I think that it was, um, I got more comments on that stuff than I have um, anything in a long time. Um, even at the Creighton game last night, people in blue asking me, Hey, we really like that rule stuff. That was really, you know, um, so it, it was, it was, it was fun to do. Um, and I, I really appreciate him doing it. It got me thinking Tom, a little bit about just kind of how you laid out the Nebraska coaches just now too, where, you know, you go back to Bob Devaney and how he would 
hold court in a bar and was a man of the people. Uh, you know, Tom Osborne was a little bit more cerebral, but then you get into kind of this century. And like you said, Bill Callahan was reticent to enter the public eye outside of, of being a football coach. Bo Pelini, you know, people would see him jogging out and about, but you didn't want to disturb Bo, like he was doing his thing. And then Mike Riley, a little bit more open, but it was pretty clear he was a West Coast guy. I mean, he still had his Oregon license plates, uh, you know, in the, in the parking lot there in West Stadium. And and then Scott, I'll never forget, the, his after his introductory press conference, he does a side session with a group of reporters and says, if you guys uh, talk to my family, my parents, he said, I'm going to lose it on all you guys. And I'm going to restrict access if, if you do that. Like, that was the tone that was set from day one. And now you contrast all that with Matt Rule uh, and and saying, yeah, if I'm out and about, like, come talk to me. Uh, like, it's it's a totally different mindset. It's, you know, who knows how much that translates to wins and losses and, and things of that nature. But like, I just keep thinking of how much we talk about Nebraska football as a fishbowl, right? That's been the old familiar analogy. Well, if, if that's the case, then it seems like Matt Rule has some gills. You know, he, he's yes. not ready to get out of that. He's, he's got the gills. And I, I think I can't tell you how many coaches um, were not used to it and did not like it and, and, and really shied away from it and uh, maybe withdrew a little bit. Um, and, you know, um, you know, Scott was one of them. And it's, it's a Nebraska thing to, to, to jump into the uh, community and, and be part of it. And, 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 you know, this whole state is like one big small town in a lot of ways. That means there's rumors and gossip, but it also means there's people who want to help and who want to, who want to be your friend. And, and uh, of course, everybody wants to be the coach's friend, but it's, it's a situation where um, you can either embrace it or you, you, you can fight it. And I, I love the fact that he's embracing it and he, and he wants more. And I really think that that will serve him well. He'll be thinking less about that. And he'll be, he'll be, he'll be, I asked him, I said, you, you know, when you talk to all these people, whether it's at the, the um, Hamilton show or wherever you're at, Bucks Bar and Grill, do they ever ask you for advice? He goes, oh, sure. They, 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 they tell me or they give you advice. And he goes, yeah, they always give me advice. They ask me, why do I do this and that? And he just accepts it. It's part of the job. And, and um, I really think it, this, that isn't the case every uh, place, but um, you know, I, I remember reading something about Nick Saban did his weekly uh, radio show at some at some Applebee's at Bar and Grill every week, and then he and he would yuck it up with the with the Bama fans, and I mean that was his time to do that. He didn't do it all the time, but he's once a week he'd show up and he'd shake the hands and and talk to the people. And he'd get on his radio show and tell jokes. And and that's, I think, is it, it's not only good for the fans, it's good for the coach. It's it's a release. It's it's like, you you know, you you, you can be yourself. You went down your guard a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, I'm not sure Matt Rule has a guard. <laughs> He's just Matt Rule. And and that's great. I really think it'll serve him well. He won't think, he'll, he, he won't be distracted by, Things that aren't, aren't really distractions. Um, 
And so, um, yeah, everybody's different. You know, you know, Frost is from here and he didn't, he, he, you know, he, he's, he's kind of fighting that all the way to the end. So um, I, I think, I think it'll be, it'll just be one less, one less opponent, right. Or one less hurdle that, that the Met rule has, has to worry about. Mm. But a lot of the things, uh, you know, that you asked him um, were, were interesting, right? About he he said it before about NIL and the transfer portal and how he wants more structure, but likes what it is. I thought the thing maybe that that was the most interesting was his stance on non-conference scheduling moving forward, and mm -hmm. this idea that he's against playing power conference teams in an era when it's a nine-team Big Ten schedule and you've got the West Coast teams that are in there in the mix. And so, as you said. Probably you're playing Colorado this fall, probably Cincinnati in 25, but maybe not Tennessee beyond that. Maybe not Arizona or Oklahoma. Um, I didn't view that as a controversial take. Like I thought that made a lot of sense. If you're trying, if you're going to play that difficult of a schedule, uh, why, why, why add a tougher one on the front end when the selection committee college football playoff doesn't seem to value strength of schedule all that much. Did right. you did you feel like that was a pretty obvious take, or you know, because I've heard some people maybe express disappointment in this idea that oh, you know, some of these marquee non conference games are going away. Yeah, I, I thought it, there would be some people against it. You know, some people were really against it, but we, you know, I kind of get it. We people are used to those; they love those non conference games. Um, unfortunately, the conferences are. Kind of going away. They're, they're everybody's. It's um everybody's joining the same conference basically, same two conferences, and um, you know, th those were always a, a good appetizer before the league, but now I think you know Nebraska fans haven't been in the mix, they haven't been to a bowl, they haven't had anything at stake, they haven't been you know right on the edge of the playoff, um. They haven't they haven't been uh, re rejected by the playoff, you know. And I think they ever get to the point where they think they should be in and they don't make it because they got an extra loss. They're going to be against those non conference games in a hurry. <laughs> and again, that's how SEC teams think. That's why they're always in the mix. They don't overdo the the non conference at all. They 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 go the other way, and. Uh, People make fun of it, but guess who's always in the playoff? Guess who's always, you know, got a good, got all the the best bowl games? They they play the system the way it's set up, and so yeah, I, you know, Matt Rule is not a guy who wants to shy away from. He likes to play all those games. You know, he wants to go everywhere and do all that stuff. But you got to be smart. You got to know, and like he said, the people who will adjust to the system first are going to be the the best ones at it and you know you've got to you've got to you got to play the game right away the way the the way the rules are and um yeah i think obviously some people and they, they want those tennessee games played you better play them and but but the thing that you you know and again we haven't nebraska hasn't been in the mix it, i think once they get it if they get in that position where they're going to be in the playoff and they uh you know, or they have a chance to be in there, 
I think people are going to, they're not, not going to care about non-conference games. And they don't understand how hard the Big Ten is going to be now. It's a, but you also got to understand uh, the other other side of those games. Um, Tennessee might say, we're out of here. We're not doing this. Are you crazy? Mm-hmm. We're not going to play Nebraska on top of all, you know, Oklahoma and Texas now and, and Bama and LSU. We're not doing that. See you later. And so they may cancel the thing. I mean, they're not in a hurry to play in Lincoln. Um, I love the Tennessee game, though. By the way, and I wish Nebraska could play LSU. I'd love to go to Baton Rouge. But I just think that those days are over, um, unless Nebraska is going to join the SEC. But, um, you know, it's it's the same with, with, like, Oklahoma down the road. They may say, we're not, we don't need to play Nebraska. It's not 1971. You know, hmm. we've, got our, we've got enough on our plate. So, I think these games are all going to go away as as we figure out how to get in the playoff, what it takes. Um, you know, you know, maybe the answer is a Big Ten SEC challenge where you have matchups. You know, and that's what the rule said. Hey, if everybody's doing one, okay, I'll do one, but everybody's got to do it, not just me. Um, so maybe if there was some kind of Big Ten SEC challenge where there was a non one non conference game, or maybe it's the opener, maybe it's the season opener. Um, a lot of coaches probably wouldn't like that having to open up against you know somebody like that, but but maybe you know, maybe that's how you do it. But I guarantee you the Big Ten SEC are going to be aligned a lot that they're coming together now in, in this um joint committee on, on college athletics, they're going to be thinking a lot alike. They're going to be doing things together, um, I think, and um, that maybe that'll be one of them. But it also, I think they're both eventually going to play nine. It's going to have nine, uh, nine conference games. But I, I yeah. bet, I bet the one of these schools are going to think alike that we're not going to do that. No, I totally, I agree. I think that's the first step. Is like those leagues need to have the same number of conference games like how do you how do you have one league that gets an extra non-con against whomever some regional uh fbs team or even an fcs team and then you you see that the committee values not losing more than a quality win like that's Mm -hmm. that's an inherent discrepancy that needs to go away but then you know michigan just proved like they showed the model schedule easy ease into that thing stay at home so that by the time you go on the road in early October, like you know what your team is, survive a couple games uh, if you need to, and then get yeah. get into the money portion of the season. Like I think that model in this era is pretty clear. And if that can get you in the top four, that can sure as heck get you in the top twelve uh, moving forward. So <laughs> I mean, I, I got to tell you. Um... It's until further notice, which might take several years, um, USC and UCLA are like not conference games for me. And Washington and Oregon, that's not a conference game. That's that's Pac-12 versus the Big Eight. I mean, <laughs> those are those are non-conference games that were um that was to me in some ways Nebraska Iowa is still a non-conference game or Ohio State, those are still non-conference games. So um yeah, I, I I'm not worried about it as much. I, um, you know, Nebraska's going to want to have as many home games, and 
as possible. And it's you know, the old days of, well, you don't play anybody. Well, nobody's going to say that because people want to get in the playoff. And anybody that, that, that um, criticizes another fan base because you don't play anybody, they, they they don't care about getting in the playoff. So I think, you know, what this is going to do is it's going to, it's going to hurt the Big 12 and the ACC. And it's going to limit their access to the playoff because they're not going to have the the schedule. Um, they're not going to have the, the strength. So, um, and if, if people in the SEC and Big, Big Ten aren't playing them, that, that that's going to hurt them. So, um, but if you're the, excuse me, if you're the Big Ten, why would you do it? Or if you're Nebraska, you don't need to. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how that one yeah. shakes out. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's talk a little uh, basketball too, Tom. I mean, it's an interesting one again tonight for Nebraska. I feel like it's been sort of the same storyline for about a month now about hey, can Nebraska win on the road in the Big Ten? And there's not a lot of that going on in the league. They've yeah. got yeah, Indiana tonight. It's, it's uh, an interesting kind of juncture for Nebraska right now. Just the second game in 11 days. They've had a couple blowout wins at home. Uh, after those pair of losses at Illinois and at Northwestern, like, is it, ju- is it just as simple as like finding a way to win on the road and you feel good about the postseason? or what more uh, do you make of this Nebraska team, which by most accounts right now is a 10 or 11 seed in the NCAA tournament? Yeah. They keep rolling along, beating Michigan and Penn state uh, bottom of the league. Um, and they keep moving up in the bracketology things. I, the NCAA bubble is weak. It's very soft. Um, n- nobody's nobody's really any good. Uh, I mean, they're that good. Uh, n- nobody's making a move. Um, you've got Butler, as well, you know, was above Nebraska. They've lost two. They're barely hanging on. You know, there's nobody in these leagues that, the Big East or Big 12 or ACC, you know, the, the, that's really making a move on any, anybody. So Nebraska's in really good shape because they could – I think I wouldn't want to go through the season without a road win and, and, and try to get in the tournament, though. I wouldn't test it. <laughs> yeah. So I think tonight tonight's big because, um, like, Ohio State <clears throat> is kind of a weird team right now without a coach. Beat Purdue. Just beat Purdue at home. So you don't know what you're going to get there. Indiana is really down in the dumps. Um, they had a poor effort on Sunday. Uh, Northwestern went in, there, went in there and they kind of punked them. And, the you know, uh, Mike Woodson, the coach, was uh, was critical of one of their one of their best players on his radio show. He said he played awful. And um, college basketball coaches are great, you know. You got Rick Patino ripping his guys, and you know, you know Woodson calling out his boy. You don't usually get that in football. The basketball coaches are wired differently. I, I, I love them, but um, um, 
So Indiana is kind of a mess. Uh, They're used to the going to the tournament. That's what they're all about. And now they're not. And this this time of year is really tough. If if you're not doing what you wanted to do, and it's just it's just it's just kind of a slow march to the end. So Nebraska needs to seize this opportunity. It's a tough place to win, but it's not as tough when when the fans are kind of yelling at their own team, uh, not necessarily you. So um, I, I think Nebraska's played well on the road. They really have. They you know they played well in Minnesota. They came out sm- smoking hot, and they just couldn't hold on. Um, they went the other way fast. They, they played well at Rutgers. And Jamal Gary got hurt, and then they, things fell apart. Um, they had two 12-point leads at Rutgers. I mean, that's pretty hard to lose that game. They did. They played well at Illinois. They played yeah. really I figured if they come out with one of those games, um, they might knock out Indy. They got to knock out Indiana. You got to knock them out at some point, whether it's early in the second half or maybe late in the second half. But you got to just finally rise up. You got the team to do it. Just go knock them out, and um, and then go celebrate because you you you're going to be in the tournament. So um, yeah, I'd rather do it tonight than uh, wait a week. Um, but you know, if they can knock this one out tonight and then come back and beat Minnesota Sunday night, uh, start playing a selection Sunday. So uh, I think they might be there anyway. But again, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to test it. You, you better get a cut. You better get a road win. Yeah, I, I feel like they're going to break through tonight. I just get that sense from the attitudes that they've had, the way they've mm-hmm. taken care of business the last couple games. Like, yeah, the first half against Penn State at home was as ugly as it gets. But ultimately, they didn't shoot the ball well, and they still won comfortably, like right. almost twenty points or whatever it was. And like Nebraska doesn't do that historically. Like they don't take care of business against bad teams. They haven't done that. So like that to me still resonates. Like if you can still dispose of a Big Ten team at home and it's not close in the last five minutes of the game, like you're doing something right. And like just the fact that their road games, you're you're looking at Ohio State at Michigan after tonight. Um, and, and those are deemed winnable games. Like that's a, a testament to what Nebraska's done this year. They're they're an older team. I think they've figured out kind of who they are and who they're not. The defense has has come on. And I think, you know, in the regular season, especially, there's more value in a team like Nebraska that you don't necessarily know who the guy is going to be on a given night. Is it going to be Rick Mast who goes off? Is it going to be Casey? Is it going to be Juwan Gary? whomever, like I think in the tournament, you want that guy, that alpha who can take over and come through in the clutch spots. I feel like in the regular season though, this is their, their makeup of their team is, is ideal. And to your point, Tom, like they came close to breaking through on the road many times. Indiana's, you know, coasting, it looks like uh, to the finish. And so I think they're just ready to get this narrative off their back. Like <laughs> people have been asking them about it for weeks and weeks. I think they know that they're better than what they've shown. And it just feels like tonight's maybe that night they break through. Yeah. Th- this is a team that I think could really do well in the tournament um, if they get there and, and and possibly get that, um, you know, long, long lost uh, W, but because um, they have a lot of different 
Um, you know, they can go big, small, and now you've you've got Lawrence coming off the bench playing well. It's it's a team that um you know it, it, it has a look of a good NCAA tournament team. You know, not a, not saying deep run. I'm just saying they can hold their own and, and, and maybe get that win. But um I think one thing they have in their favor, um, that it isn't gonna help them. They gotta go do it. But you know, some years the the committee is looking at okay, who we who are we gonna leave out? There's all these teams that all deserve to get in. How you know, and then they start looking for warts, they start looking for things like you didn't win on the road, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. This year, I think it's the opposite. I think the committee is gonna be gonna be looking for for, for, for teams to put in. There aren't mm-hmm. a lot of great teams in it, and Nebraska stacks up well against all these teams that are on the bubble. And I think it's they might get a, a little bit of leeway because there's nobody to put in. There's just St. John's, Seton Hall. I mean, um, Cincinnati. I mean, it's just you know you look at a lot of these leagues, and it's just in the middle of the pack is the bubble is is not good. So, yeah, I think Nebraska's. It's a good year to be um, on the bubble because they're trying to find teams to add, not subtract necessarily so um but i think i you know, still feel better if they got that w on the road it's like when you're in a taking a college class and everyone bombs the exam and you're being graded on a curve it's a it's a beautiful thing maybe they pick the right year for something like that we'll see <laughs> uh let's close it with uh just a little bit of college baseball and and tom i know i'm preaching to the choir here when i'm saying i loved driving down to Dallas for that trip last weekend. And it was just a reminder of like how fun a lot of those big 12 trips were when you could pop down to Norman or uh, Austin or wherever. Uh, so had, had a, had a, it was fun just going down there and, and it felt like sort of a mini college world series at this Shriners college showdown. You had future big 10 team. Oregon was there and you had Tennessee was there. Texas tech was there, Oklahoma, which was in the CWS finals a couple of years ago. And, you know, I, I can tell you what I thought about the weekend. I'm curious how much you, you know, kept track of anything or, or just impressions that you had. Nebraska went one and two, but I thought played pretty well throughout the weekend. Yeah, not really. Um, but isn't it, isn't it cool that, I mean, when you go south, uh, college baseball matters, and it's, mm-hmm. it's February, but, but you know these games matter. Um, you never feel like that in the Big Ten. At least I, I don't. You know, you travel more than I do on that, but don't feel like college baseball is really a part of the the fabric of the sports scene in the Big Ten. Yeah, uh, you know, you, you do when you go south. So, no, I just again, um, I don't have any great expectations for this team or. I just want to see him, you know, get win their share and and not get swept. I need some of these things. And I thought they they came out they the the, the pitching in the first game was really good. I, mean, I thought that was a good sign. And um, they, they they seemed to make a lot of plays in the first game. I mean, they did. They didn't hold on, but they um, you know the Oklahoma game came to kind of go back and forth. But they answered. They got the lead. Didn't hold it, but. I'm 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 optimistic for him. I think it's going to be fun, um, but it's 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 too early to get excited. You know, as, as far as I'm concerned, I don't want to see more. But um, you know, I would just like to see a team that is is going to win. 
win more series in the Big Ten than they lose and um, have a good chance to get out of the bullpen and, and, and get some of these games closed and um, play a little better defense. We talked about this last week with Sam. Um, you did um, – I like I like the identity of Nebraska bas- uh, basketball baseball, pitching, defense, and scrapping. I think that's, that's a Will Bolt is better as a scrapper than, than some three-run home run guy. I mean – I think he that's his style. That was Van Horn's style. And um I think he's a better fit. So I I look I think that should be the way every year. Um when I think back to some of some of Will's teammates, um John Cole and some of these guys uh, just hell on wheels on the base paths and would go head first in the third and and uh you know a lot of hustle on defense and just sharp double plays and, you know, maybe a bunt, maybe, you know, fielder's choice, just, you know, just guy, constant motion on the base pass. Um, and just, you know, the opponent never got a break. It never got to take to, uh, a catch their breath because Nebraska was always coming. Even when they were up eight, they're still coming. So I like that identity for this program. I don't think they need to be uh, – they got into, obviously – when you got Max Anderson and Bryce, you know you 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 you're going to have home runs, but I like this identity better. Yeah, I mean, I I think in May, if Nebraska is on the bubble uh, as an at-large team, you're going to look back and and wish you had those Texas Tech and Oklahoma wins for sure. I think both of those teams are are solid regional teams as they usually are. So, like big picture, these aren't wins that are or, or these aren't losses that are going to hurt you the way that a midweek loss would hurt you, but it, you, it, you do feel like you missed an opportunity to show what you can do, especially on a, in a schedule and a big 10 schedule where you just don't have a lot of opportunities against teams like that. So I think that's kind of the gut punch. Uh, even though you've got 50 plus games moving forward. Now you just look under the hood a little bit. I think you, you mentioned the pitching Tom, like I, what I like to look at is the strikeout to walk ratio. And a year ago, through three games, they they struck out about as many guys as they walked or hit through through uh, that little stretch. This year, it was 28 to 11, 28 strikeouts to 11 free passes. Like, that's going to play. That's 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 top 30 nationally, generally speaking, if that plays out over a year like that, you can you can handle that. So I think you move forward. You move forward with that as you figure out your bullpen roles. And then offensively, you know, you hit two, uh, you hit one eighty-eight with runners in scoring position. That's going to come up. That just, it, it just will. And they had some liners at some fielders, and yeah, it's it's what ifs. But like one of those gets through, and they probably go two and one. You know, like that. That was the margin for them on opening yeah. weekend. And so, yeah, you go to. I'll, I'll catch them. I'll, I'll cut them a little, a little bit of slack there. Um, they're who they're playing, and they're yeah. good, but. Um... You know, I just think it's, it's uh, like this weekend against Grand Canyon. I mean, he's go win. I mean, I think it's important to establish an identity now of confidence. And um, I felt like last year, some, especially some of the, the midweek games, you know, they're kind of on their heels in the middle of the week. You know, oh, UNO, oh, you know, North Dakota State or whatever. You know, they feel like, are we going to win? We don't know. You know, oh, we can't lose these games. It's like the the whole the whole they, they they didn't have a lot of momentum or a lot of confidence. I feel like they, you know, sometimes you you step on the field midweek. Okay, we're going to win this game. 
We know how to win. It's we're, we're going to take care of it. And um, I don't feel like they had that vibe at all. I think you can establish that now. Yeah. And for what it's worth, like the Grand Canyon is like the ideal RPI sort of opponent. Like it's not, it, it's a team that that has made the tournament two of the last three years. It's going to have a good record. Like that's the key when you're scheduling some of these teams mm-hmm. is you want to play quality, uh, especially when it comes to record, but maybe you don't want to overdo it to where you, you don't win enough of those games. So really big opportunity. You, you do that on the road and it even adds more value to what you're trying to do. So We'll see um, second weekend if they can figure out a few more things. Um, I don't know. Any, anything you're watching for this? I still had to sample in Missouri. That's that's an SEC uh, RPI right down the road, five-hour bus ride, um, old Big A rival. I'd like to see that, um, you know, and uh, maybe they could do that in, in Kansas City, you know. Uh, College Baseball Hall of Fame is now in Overland Park, uh, Overland Park, Kansas is not the home of college baseball, apparently. Um, nobody will ever – I don't know who's who wants to do that down there, but uh, maybe there's a way to play a college baseball Hall of Fame game or something. But, um, you know, I, I think um, – I'm just waiting for a spring. It's, it feels like it's coming. Um, but um, it'll always be good to see at Haymarket Park uh, – Always good to go out of it. You know, I love that little press box and um, see what kind of goodies you guys have you have on the the uh, the back uh, the back shelf. There, it's usually some kind of licorice or or uh, you know some 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 little candy bars or something. I always look for that stuff. So, um, <laughs> but um, you know, it's um, you know, it's just sort of a rite of spring. Nebraska baseball. It's, it's what we love and. Um, it's it. I I love this uh, sort of renewal. Okay, well, it's a new season, you know, new identity. Maybe let's, let's go. Let's go give it. Let's let's go swing away. So, well, we're inching closer to March. Spring practices for football will happen then. Nebraska basketball and the big dance may happen then. Nebraska baseball at home will happen then. We'll be there for all of it. Uh, so for Tom, I'm Evan. Thanks for listening to the Pick 6 Podcast. Uh, Sam will be back next week. I will be out on vacation for a week, so uh, you two can can, uh, solve all the world's problems next week. Thanks for listening, Husker fans. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.